Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. It's my pleasure to welcome Nick Johnson, the managing director of EGN Singapore, which is a business networking platform for leaders and specialists. Nick is joining us in the studio today. Nick, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thank you. It is great to have you with us. And Nick, there was a fascinating article in which you took part in the Business Times on Friday about success and how lonely it can be. It's, it can be a tough world out there, can't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that is not very much spoken about, especially due to the stigma around such a topic. And Nick, when you look at the topic, take us through sort of how the article went. It was quite an extensive article that the Business Times did. Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically they did a four-page feature where they had interviewed myself (laughs) and also a few other senior executives in regards to their emotional struggles and where we basically were sharing how challenging it can be at the top. And basically when asked, uh, what do you mean with that challenging at the top? Well, it can be pretty lonely at the top was my answer. Yeah, you know, and of course there is that old saying, I don't, I don't know if you have it, you know, when you were growing up, but it's lonely at the top, right, is the saying that we often had in the U.S. growing up. But it really is true because the higher you go, actually the fewer people you have a chance to really confide in. Is, this, is that the thinking? Yes, that's exactly right. And especially if you look here at Singapore, where most of the senior executives then are regional directors, that means that they have no one at their level, but the boss is probably a CEO or owner many times in the U.S., or in Europe, or perhaps Australia. That means that they are reporting to someone overseas. Mm. And then if you're looking at the team they have, they don't have anyone on their level. So the people are below them. They may be a country manager, country director in the different countries in Asia. So it's very difficult to have an open discussion about challenges with someone that you report to or a team that is reporting to you. You're supposed to be the driver, the motivator, the light for them. You don't really want to burden your team. Yeah. Nick, tell me, is there a difference in your mind or in the research you're doing? uh, Because you are writing a book on executive loneliness in Singapore. But tell us about the difference between loneliness and depression. Do they come hand in hand or or are they different? Yeah, I mean, it certainly goes hand in hand. Everyone can feel lonely from time to time. It's a normal thing. But once it becomes chronic, if you don't get out from that loneliness, if you are lacking a connection with people, then it really can become a depression. So what I mean with that is you can be in a crowd full of people, but if you internally are not feeling very well, you can still feel lonely. And this is indeed leading to chronic depression. Besides that example you've just given, what are some of the signs that executives would look out for if uh, in their daily lives, in their work lives, uh, to maybe give them some hints, hey, you know what, maybe I should reach out to somebody? Well, certainly, I mean, in my case, if I may mention it, I suffered myself in 2018. I had moved from another country into Singapore and there was many changes. New country, new job and new apartment, getting everything is very stressful. Even opening a bank account can be challenging. So when all of these things pile up, it can be quite challenging. And that's when I certainly could feel that things were not going really well for me. I quickly gained a lot of weight. I couldn't sleep. I was started actually to go to the bar after work mm-hmm. to try to relax with a drink mm-hmm. instead of exercising or doing healthy things. So those were the warning signs in my case when I realized that I need to do something here. Yeah, and of course, stress in Singapore is everybody knows it's here. Everybody, I think, feels some level of it to, to achieve, to get ahead. Of course, many uh, companies have their regional or their global headquarters here. We have an increasing number of entrepreneurs and people that are doing startups. And of course, 
course, there's a whole other level of stress around around those types of uh, of jobs as well. And when you're working on your book called Executive Loneliness in Singapore, you did a study that uh, that study um, give us some some of the uh, outcomes or some of the insights that you had uh, as you were studying executives for this topic of loneliness. Yeah, so basically, uh, I've already spoken with about 50 senior executives here in Singapore, and about 25 of them are contributing to the book. And some of the research also that I have seen so far is that depression level is much higher among senior executives in Singapore than the global level. So if we take the global average by WHO, it's about 5% of the people in the world have or are suffering from depression. The number that I'm finding when I'm speaking with executives here in Singapore is 30%. Wow, that's massive. What do you attribute that to? Well, or, or is it too early to tell? Have you not been able to actually figure that out yet? No, but it, it's linked to what we discussed before, simply the challenges of the job and uh, that you're constantly traveling, you're on the road, you're neglecting your family uh, because you're moving uh, from one country in India, the next in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and the hours are catching up with you. You don't get time for yourself also to do uh, fitness and having a good diet because you're spending your evenings in the hotel. So that is what's going on for a senior executive and especially more challenging in Singapore. If you compare that with, for example, being a country manager in a, in a market, then you don't get those travel schedules. Yeah, you mentioned a, a case, kind of a case of an individual in this article that you did with the Business Times. That, of course, you anonymized it uh, so as not to call out that person. Tell us about that person's story. Yeah, so, so basically, I mean, as a part of this writing the book, I've opened up and I have a link I can share where people can actually contribute their stories to the book. And, and this particular gentleman had set up a very large company, an FMB company in Singapore. It was highly successful. And then in 2009, basically the world economy took a little bit of a quick turn and his business went down the drain very mm. quickly. What hurt him the most was not only to be out of a job but he quickly saw that all his associates and friends were basically not real friends. They were turning the back on him when he suddenly lost his Mercedes company car, when he didn't have the flashy business cards and the dinner invitations coming their way. They simply didn't want to be part of it anymore. Yeah. And that's when he felt in a deep, deep, deep repression. And he, he locked himself in a room until he, he couldn't take it anymore. And he was almost jumping out the window. Wow. What brought him back to a better place? It was that he started to speak up about it and he still had this inside him that this had been a big burden and he still felt that he needed to talk about this. And that is his way of releasing this pressure and the pain Mm. that is inside him. And he now had the opportunity then to vet his anger and frustrations that is still sitting inside him by sharing it here in this story. Mm. And that he already thanked me yesterday for getting the opportunity to to sharing a story because hopefully someone else sees it and that makes him feel better. That someone else might see this, find themselves inside this story and instead of keeping it for themselves, speak up. Is that the first step? You know, obviously acknowledging yourself that, hey, I might have a problem. But secondly, reaching out and talking about it with somebody. And you mentioned you have this anonymous website that people can contribute their stories. You don't want to know their names or anything else about them, but you do want the stories that you can then share in your book. Is that the first step to sort of get out there and at least talk about it to somebody? I would say the first step is what I mentioned before, is really being honest with yourself and identify and see that there's something there that you need to address. And then, indeed, the second step is to tell someone. 
and if you have a wife or a husband or a close friend starts telling that person it can be very challenging to tell it to perhaps to people that you don't really know but if you do belong to a club an association a church or whatever it may be where you have the opportunity to speak do so or if you're part of a company that has the support structure do speak up but they're also part of the research that are done for the book shows that actually more than 80 percent of executives are reluctant to speak to uh, people mm-hmm. inside the company about the, the challenges sure speaking with nick johnson the managing director of egn singapore it's a, a businessing a business networking platform uh, for leaders and and this is one of the issues one of the topics that comes up in your sessions that you do with the egn network is it not Yes, exactly right. That is what we're trying to create in the confidential peer groups that we have at EGN, where we group senior executives in peer groups, where we now have nine peer groups, about 30 people in each peer group, led by a facilitator. All the members are signing an NDA, so they should feel that this is a confidential discussion. They can come in and discuss the work-related challenges they have, and because of the support structure there, we are there to help them. When you go into some of these sessions, are you surprised at the level of honesty and candor that some of these executives exhibit? It gets better and better and stronger and stronger. And especially when I, as the MD of the organization, also now share my story and share, show that I'm vulnerable, that not everything is perfect. We all have our ups and downs in life. So when I now encourage them, to look at me and that I'm sharing mine, they're also opening up just like you can see in this article, there's a few there and more yeah. than 20 in the book. And this is also reflected now in the meetings where yeah. we get more honest discussions. That was in the Business Times uh, over the weekend. It's also online as well, the Business Times. And the article itself was called Successful But Lonely at the Top. Just a great article, a feature in the Business Times. Nick, is there any difference between gender or age when it comes to people who are either exhibiting the the depression and the loneliness or who are willing to talk about it? Is it a you know, generational difference? Well, there's been a lot of research done uh, on, on the gender differences. And the first thing, if you look on women, they tend to be that they have more hormone changes inside the body. So the statistics at least say that the women are more depressed than men. But then we also know that the women are more likely than men to have a few close relationships. So they are more likely to speak with a few close friends and perhaps tell them what's going on with them. And if they are not well, most likely the friend may recommend to them or even help them to go and see a doctor. Hmm. And therefore, in the statistics, when they obviously visit a doctor, that they are depressed. So therefore, the men, on the other hand, might just lock themselves inside and, and deal with it in their own way, which is what I did for a long time as well. Right. What's the next step here with this discussion? You know, the, the decriminalization of suicide in Singapore last year was a, a huge step for, I think, the discussion in Singapore. Uh, is the time right to, because of that especially, to, to now have these serious discussions about mental health and the health of leaders and, and others as well in Singapore? Yes, certainly, because imagine uh, until last year, if perhaps in your family or company, one of the people that you know are suffering or perhaps even um, had a suicide attempt, you would be scared to report it. You would be scared to ask for help. You wouldn't even go and see a counselor because you'd be scared that perhaps this would be reported as a crime. Mm. Now with the decriminalization, we can have an open discussion, which is why we're having this conversation today and why the feature is now in the press and we have four pages, which is something I've never seen in Singapore before. (laughs) Absolutely. Nick Johnson, the managing director of EGN Networks and EGN Singapore. Nick, where can people get more information either to contribute their 
stories or to just find out more from you at EGN? The best is on, I'm very active on LinkedIn and here they can also follow the stories and they can see the comments from after the media event we had on Friday on this topic. So they can look me up on Nick Johnson, N-I-C-K-J-O-N-S-S-O-N on LinkedIn and follow me there and they can send me a message and I will send them down an anonymous link. Nick, thank you so much for being with us on Weekend Mornings. Let's hope that this topic gets talked about and people get better and better. Yes, thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.